Hi, everyone, and welcome to our Rockalypse Music Workshops hosted by Syncopated Noise and Long and McQuaid. Uh, let us know where you're from in the comments. Introduce yourself. We want you to have a little bit of networking here uh, virtually <laughs> because of the pandemic. Usually, we host these workshops at the Long and McQuaid Clinic space. But in light of the pandemic, we still wanted to continue providing free education for you guys and uh, cover some very important topics. And um, that's why we're still uh, we're still able to do these um, events. So we'll uh, we'll get started. Next slide. So our mission is to empower independent musicians and provide business knowledge through these free workshops. Get to learn directly from music industry professionals. And we want to make them accessible for everybody. That's why they're free, thanks to Factor Canada. And this is our new online format, which we'll be able to continue doing up until we're able to go back to our physical events at Long McQuaid. Um, and it'll be a 40-minute presentation uh, that our guest speaker is going to, uh, to present today. And then we'll do a live Q&A at the end. Next slide. So today we're here with Mario Bifarali, Vice President of Sales at Godan Guitars. For those of you who don't know him, uh, he's been very involved in the music scene uh, since for a long time. Mario started playing guitar at the age of 12 after discovering the purple. His rock band Crystal won a local contest and was offered the opportunity to tour the country. This allowed the band to open for several major acts, eventually also leading to the signing of a record deal. To date, Crystal has released two CDs, one EP produced by Vince Marino of Mogany Rush, one of Mario's idols. That's super cool. Mario Bifarale's impressive career in the music industry began when he was 16, as he toured and played with his band with several subsequent experiences in the music industry, including 22 years with world-renowned Montreal-based guitar manufacturer Godin Guitars. His extensive tenure with Godin has led to his current role as vice president of sales for the company. Along the way, Marius had the opportunity to meet and connect with many of his childhood heroes and professionals and has been able to put into practice many of his skills that he learned while working with record labels and marketing firms. And today he's here to share his knowledge with you. Thank you so much, Mario, for-, uh, for My pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks very much for inviting us uh, or inviting me. I appreciate it. And uh, happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> happy Halloween. I'll leave the floor to you. Okay, well, um, I just wanted to, first of all, thank you guys for, uh, you know, joining us. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, artist endorsements. Um, there's a lot of misconceptions about artist endorsements, uh, what they're used for, uh, what they're about, and how to go about um, getting one, right? I think one of the first uh, misconceptions is that um, the company endorses the artist, which in fact is quite um, the reverse, you know? Um, it, it's, it's, it's really uh, the, the artist who, who vouches, who recommends, who approves the product, right? And, um, you know, like, like you see here on the first slide, that's who we're talking about. So it's important to make that differentiation because a lot of artists uh, sometimes may get the, the misconception that, um, okay, well, you know what, um, I'm going to use this product and the company's going to promote me. Um, it's quite the reverse. It, it's it's uh, you're, you're the one who's going to be uh, promoting the product and you have to bring value to the manufacturer or the company. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, why artist endorsements are uh, important. Um, for sure, it, it helps to expose the product uh, to a wider audience. Um, it, it legitimizes the artist because they're associated with a, with a bigger company, maybe a national company, an international company. Um, and it has to be a win-win situation for both the artist and the manufacturer. And, and this is not only for, um, for musical instruments. A lot of times you'll be watching a podcast and maybe you'll see like um, some product placements, for example, and you'll see maybe a, a certain a soft drink or whatever that's placed. That's a product placement, you know? Um, and once again, it's gotta be beneficial for the person with the podcast as well as the manufacturer, you know? So I just want to spend some time and give you an overview of, of these types of uh, things. Uh, obviously, uh, mutual promotion is key. The relationship between the artist and the company must be a win-win like we were talking about. Um, 
a lot of times in the past, especially in the guitar business in the 80s and early 90s, uh, guitar companies would give a ton of money to an artist to use their guitars. But over time, that's changed because what would happen is that a lot of the end users would feel, oh, he's just using that instrument because he's getting paid to do so. So um, there has to be trust, right? There has to be trust with your fans, with your audience. Um, so that kind of went away and it became a lot more authentic where uh, is what I was talking about at the beginning, which is the artist actually uh, really using the instrument, not only because um, they want to be associated with the company, but they truly like it and basically can't live without the instrument. Uh, so moving on. Um, how, how does it, you know, how does uh, having a, an artist or endorsing a product uh, benefit the artist? Um, the very obvious ways are national campaigns. Uh, there are ads in guitar magazines. Um, uh, the artists sometimes um, are asked to take part in um, being maybe a judge in a contest that the company is, uh, is, is putting on. Um, there's also something that is not often talked about, but is very important and a huge benefit for um, the manufacturer, and that's store clinics. What store clinics are is anything from, for example, um, maybe having a, a meet and greet at a music store with the artist, um, or actually having, uh, for example, a lot of drum clinics you'll hear, like maybe a, a local music store. Um, Long and McQuaid has a lot of these. They'll have in-store clinics. So what it'll be, it'll be maybe like an artist that will um, say, okay, Monday night, we're having a clinic and we're gonna talk about um, um, how, to, how to get the best tone out of this instrument, you know? And what that does is obviously it brings people to the store. So that's a huge benefit for the store. It um, allows the artist to get exposure, but it also allows the manufacturer to, to sell through, right? So there's, uh, if, if there's a confidence with the, uh, local music store um, that this artist is going to come in, talk about these particular instruments that will help business, that will sell through. Um, and those things are very, very important. And what I always liked about store clinics, uh, I've done a bunch of these, uh, both as a, uh, a clinician and also as uh, an artist relations uh, director for Godin Guitars while bringing other artists. We did one with a bunch with Steve Stevens from uh, Billy Idol's band, and Doyle Dykes. Um, uh, Steve Fister, who played with um, uh, a bunch of uh, huge bands. Um, what I like about these is that there's an immediate uh, reaction, and you could see the reaction from uh, uh, the customers in the store. Because ultimately, what you want to do as an endorsing artist is, is convey what you love about the instrument, right? So what does that do? Well, it, it validates... Um, it validates everything that you feel about it and you're pushing it on to other people and potentially other customers. So once again, um, you're adding value to, um, to the whole partnership. So uh, how, it, how does it benefit an artist? Well, the more successful these clinics are, the more likely that uh, the company will you know, keep on promoting you. Uh, they can sometimes fly you out to um, uh, to bigger conventions like the NAMM show, which is in California every year, which is the biggest uh, music convention in the world. And, uh, you know, that, that's added exposure. And sometimes it leads to gigs, it leads to so many other things. So here's the thing, when are you ready uh, to endorse a product or instrument? We spoke a little bit about be uh, before, uh, misconception is that the company is endorsing the artist. Uh, but in fact, it's the other way around. You know, if, if you think of uh, maybe your favorite musician or your, you know, some actor or actress and the products that they endorse, um, they're the ones who are, are, are promoting the product, right? Um, I, think, I think it depends. I think you're ready for and you can endorse an artist, uh, a product anytime, but I think you're really, really ready to promote a, and, and endorse an, uh, a product when you could bring value to 
the company. Um, so obviously, you know, the most obvious things is uh, social media, right? You can, you can say, I got a bunch of followers um, uh, or I'm a, I'm a pro on this particular instrument or software and I'm doing uh, YouTube videos and I have, you know, like 70,000 views every time I have, uh, I put up a video. So that's, that stuff is, is bringing value to um, the company. Other ways, uh, you know, other thing, um, how can I put this? Um, other means of, of, of being ready, for example, is if you're going on tour. Um, one of the biggest things is that, that the artist needs on tour is support. Not monetary support necessarily, but uh, you want to make sure that you could uh, have any given guitar um, sent to you uh, when you're stuck, when a part breaks, when, when something happens. Um, and, and if you're at that level where you're touring, what ends up happening is you could say to a company, say, hey, I'm going on a eight week tour. I'll be hitting all these cities. I've noticed you have music stores in all these cities. Uh, we've got days off between gigs. Um, and if you help me um, or support our tour a little bit, um, and that could mean just, like I said, making sure that, you know, if something breaks, they can ship it to you. Um, I can do some clinics for you at your stores, you know? Um, so you could be sponsored by a manufacturer, but you can also get some support from a local music store. I remember when we were on tour, uh, my drummer was endorsed by, uh, or he was endorsing uh, some sticks. I, we were endorsing some, some strings. But there were times where we were stuck and a local music store in the East End of Montreal here, I remember, I remember him sending us uh, uh, a bunch of strings and a tuner, some batteries and stuff that just made our tour go a little smoother and a little bit more helpful. Um, so that's the most important thing. You're ready to have a, to sponsor a product when you can bring value to the company. And also when you need the support. There you go. So let's go to the next slide. Let me know guys if I'm uh, going too fast or whatnot. So to continue on the same um, uh, train of thought, why are you looking to endorse this product? This is what you have to ask yourself. Do you truly play it? Do you love it? Um, are you looking for something uh, to cross promote? Uh, that could mean like what I just spoke about before, you know, you're going on tour, you could promote the guitar, you promote the music store, things of that nature. Um, how big is your audience? Uh, and most importantly, I think is, do you really use this product? I've been at, at the NAMM show for the last 20 years and you wouldn't believe how many artists come up to me and say, oh, I, can you endorse me? Or can, I wanna endorse your product. And I'm like, oh yeah, which guitar do you like? And they're like, well, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I just want an endorsement. That's that sounds not genuine, right? So you want to really, really, truly um, love the instrument and love the product, and it's got to be one of those things where you can't live without it, you know. So you're basically a walking commercial for that brand. Um, the other thing you have to ask yourself is, what do you what are you uh, expecting in return? Uh, you're not going to be getting a big check. What you want it, what you want essentially is that you want uh, maybe uh, support on the road, you want to be you know, tagged on social media, you want a little bit of exposure, um, but it's got to be genuine. It's got to be truthful. Um, if, if, if you're going around shopping, if you're a singer and you, and you like a certain type of mic and you were shopping at all the different companies for, to be associated with them, uh, it's, it's not gonna feel right. And your audience will, will know that, right? So those are the questions you should ask yourself. That's, you know, without a doubt. Um, how do you approach a company? Well, first of all, before we move on, one of the things I wanted to mention is that it's not only musicians that, that sometimes endorse products. Uh, there's many studios around the world, um, anywhere actually that, that endorse products, whether it's preamp or software or things of that nature. Um, so you could be a producer and you really love uh, certain uh, plugins and you use them all the time. Um, you can approach those companies and say, hey, you know what? Uh, I do a lot of seminars. I do a lot of uh, YouTube videos on this stuff. 
can you help me out with some of your products so I could keep reviewing them and things of that nature. There's a lot of YouTubers that uh, I'll take my personal experience uh, that we've sent out guitars to because they'll review the guitar. And uh, a lot of times it's fantastic exposure. So it's not necessarily, um, don't think of it only as, 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 hey, I love this guitar or I love this microphone. Let me tell everybody about it. But it could, you can also um, start a relationship with a company by reviewing their products, you know, or things of that nature. So once you've decided that you can't live without, without that piece of gear that you really, really love, a lot of the, the companies will have a website, obviously, and there'll be like, a, you know, an info link. There's some that will have an artist relations link. I know at Golden Guitars, we have an artist relations link, and then you just fill it out like an application. Somebody gets back to you, and uh, you could approach it that way. There's also um, trade events, like I spoke about before, which is the NAM show. So the NAM show is everybody, every company you could think of in the music world has a booth there. Drum companies, guitar companies, amp companies, pedal companies, everybody. Um, that's a good way to you know meet people, introduce yourself, uh, tell them what you're about, what you do, things of that nature. Um, but there's also another way. Don't underestimate uh, your local music store and talking to the sales reps. So for example, you're at Long and McQuaid and um, really love this particular microphone um all right and you're talking to the guy in the store and say hey man you know can you hook me up do you know anybody sometimes they could say hey you know what uh would you like to do a seminar for example like what we're doing right now that's a good way of building a relationship and and and, and starting a um starting a relationship that shows that what the real value is that you're endorsing something you really like uh you're helping out the store um you're recommending people to that store. And at that point, that could be like maybe a, a B-level endorsement. So for example, a lot of companies will have like, uh, I don't like using these terms, but and we don't do it, but it's sometimes it'll be like a platinum endorsement, a gold endorsement or a bronze endorsement. So it's different levels of artists. So for example, if you're touring and you're doing 250 dates a year um, and you're on a national tour, uh, for sure, those guys get the most support. Um, but sometimes we like to, for example, support the influencers. So maybe it could be the hotshot guitar player in town. We were uh, recommended, uh, my company, the company I work for, from some guitar players that maybe aren't very well known around the world, but in their local market, they're the guitar hero. And those guys are just as important. So for example, if you're um, you know, really, you know, talented guitar player or singer and some, don't think of it as, oh, I don't have a, a worldwide audience. If you're making noise in, in Quebec or Montreal or things like that, um, there's, there's, that, there's a lot of value there. You know, we call them uh, local guitar heroes in, in our case, you know, local hero, very, very important. If you're a guitar teacher, if you're a vocal teacher, um, when I used to teach guitar, for example, I remember whatever pedal I had, my students were like, oh, I want to buy one too, right? Because I was influenced without realizing it. So there's different levels of endorsements. Uh, before you contact the company, I will talk to you a little bit about um, what you should do to be prepared. So let's move on to the next slide. Oh, by the way, speaking of the NAM show, here are a couple of pictures. So. Uh, you'll see Terry Luz from the band XYZ and Great White. Um, so these guys endorse our product and um, they're at our booth playing and performing and using and validating, you know, what they do and what we do. The picture uh, with um, the guy playing the guitar, that's Alex Skolnick from Testament. That was at a Sam Ash music store in New York and that's a clinic. So that day there was probably a hundred people there. He played, we spoke about the guitars, and then he had a, an autograph signing. So again, it's about bringing value, right? So he gets um, to play his guitar and he um, gets a bunch of guitars from us for his tour. And we get the, the added value of him talking about our guitars and, and the store, this in particular case was in uh, the US. 
um, they get you know about 100 people showing up. Uh, so it's great exposure for all. So moving on. I spoke to you a little bit about this before. We spoke about being proactive. Lots of sales reps like to get local musicians to help them demo products uh, directly to the salespeople. Uh, or sometimes they put special events in stores. Um, these are the things I was uh, talking to you about earlier. So if you're a drummer and you happen to know the rep for a particular set of drums that you like, a lot of times you can say, hey, man, you know, I'd love to come on the road with you a couple of days and uh, talk to your buyers about, you know, why I like them, stuff like that. It's a little touchy, but it can be done. I've, I've seen it being, being done. And uh, when it's done right, um, it absolutely helps solidify a relationship that later on can turn into a, you know, an endorsement deal. Let me move on. So obviously relationships are key, right? Um, being prepared, of course, that's very important. What do I mean by being prepared? Um, we, we could talk about the basic stuff, right? Having your, having your, 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 you know, your website or your, you know, your social media, your Instagram page, stuff like that, um, uh, all up and running, you know, your bio, your, all that kind of stuff that you guys probably already are aware of. But one thing that I, uh, is probably, and this is probably the most important thing uh, and very crucial is consistency. You wouldn't believe how many times uh, I've, I've, you know, we were starting to work for an artist and, oh, I love this. And then you'll go to his website and he's got, you know, not one picture of him with your guitar. He's got like a picture with everything else, but so there's not a lot of credibility there, right? So for example, if you want an endorsement to a sure mic microphone, right, um, company, uh, but every picture you have has other brands, it confuses the artist relations person and it actually hurts your credibility because right now um, you're saying, well, I really love these mics, but I'm using this mic. And it, it, that's when it gets touchy. So you want to make sure when I talk about being prepared is before you approach a company, have a look at your Instagram and your Facebook and whatever you're doing and your website. Look at the pictures that are on there because um, they will ask you. Um, they will say, hey, you know what? Here's our logo. Put it on your website, put it on your socials. Here are our hashtags. Um, make sure you have pictures and you have real life experience with their product because that's what it's about. It's, it's about being authentic and being genuine, you know, and being truthful about it. So that's, I would say, you wouldn't believe. We've had situations where we worked hard with some artists and then they're in a guitar magazine and they got another guitar. And then we'll call them and say, hey, what happened? And they'll say, oh, I had to fly. I couldn't bring my guitar. Um, um, so I just used whatever they had. So that's kind of, it happens. But we'll talk a little bit more about that and how we could correct that. Um, when I was preparing for this uh, presentation, I asked uh, Steve Fister, who's a singer, songwriter, guitar player. He's performed at Bon Jovi. Uh, uh, Pat Travers Band, Steve Vai, Satriani. He's a he's a he's a clinician for Godin guitars. Uh, one of his songs uh, was featured in a Spaceballs movie. It's a major motion picture. Um, he's toured all over the world. This guy is genuine. This is why we work with him. He's not looking, you know, hey, send me all the free gear. He's a, a guitar nut. He loves it. So he loves actually testing out our prototypes. So we'll send them, like we just recently sent them the Godin Radium. And I, what do you think of this guitar? It's a prototype. So he likes to be involved in, in that type of aspect. Oh, I like these pickups. I like this. So that brings value to us, right? And in return, um, he exposes the guitar. We, we, you know, we use them for clinics all the time. He comes to the NAMM show. And if you can read uh, on the screen that I'm sharing, uh, that's his quote. You know, he loves to get feedback, uh, to give feedback. Uh, there's a possible benefit of the artist could be um, in a situation where he could be recommended for a gig. Um, so I'll just have you read that for a second. It's pretty interesting coming right out of the horse's mouth, you know? I'm just checking the time because I know I talk a lot. 
we spoke a little bit about uh, that situation when uh, when you call the artist and like, hey, how, how come you use the other guitar? And I thought you were endorsing our product. Uh, what a lot of companies do is they'll have guitars in in, in, in studios, for example, in LA and in, uh, you know, Atlanta, in uh, Nashville, in New York. So what happens is when somebody's doing, like I remember a friend of mine was doing a show. Uh, he was doing a, a late night show. He was in Burbank. And I called our rep and I said, hey, man, make sure to, you deliver these guitars to NBC Studios. Uh, he needs a 12 string. And we got on the late night show because of convenience. We were there. The artist needed a guitar. He was able to fly in, fly out without worrying about gear. So, uh, of course, we go through that all the time, whether it's like a Good Morning America show and stuff like that. We try to have guitars ready everywhere across the, uh, the U.S. so that it, it's a lot more convenient for uh, the artist to have your guitar there, right? Um, for example, here's Mario uh, Guini from Mark Anthony's band um, at the Bell Center. That was last year. Uh, he wanted to check out one of our guitars. We went to check it out at, at uh, Soundcheck. Um, Elliot Easton there, who's from the Cars, who's one of my favorite guitar players, and uh, got to work with him in LA a little bit. Um, a lot of these relationships, um, they start off just because, not only because you're a fan, but because you're just a bunch of musicians just talking, you meet at the NAB show. And uh, down the middle there, that's uh, Aaron McLean. He's been using our guitars for 20 years. As a matter of fact, when I met Aaron McLean, th this is how important uh, relationships are. When I met Aaron McLean, he was working at a music store in LA and he called me at Godin Guitars and uh, I didn't know him. And he goes, hey, I'm uh, auditioning for a, a Mark Antony. He goes, I don't know much about him, but Mark Antony was already big in Canada. And uh, I'm like, oh my God, it's cool. He goes, yeah, I don't know if I'll get the gig, but I need a nylon string guitar. So I sent him one as a, as a loaner and he got the gig. And he's used our guitars uh, ever since with uh, Mark Anthony, Jennifer Lopez. Now he's the musical director and guitar player for Air Supply. But I'll, um, I'll move on and talk to you a little bit about uh, loyalty and, and how that's really important. Be real, be you, and be loyal to the brands you endorse, right? Bring value to the companies. And I'll give you a good example. We were talking about Aaron before. One of the cool things that happened was that... Um, he had a flying gig in Hawaii and he called me because he, he, uh, he says, hey, I'm flying out to Hawaii. He was in LA and he said, um, I'm a little freaked out because uh, they don't have, at the TV studio, they don't have, they were doing a um, Miss America uh, concert thing. They were, the, they were the band. I think it was with Mark Anthony at the time. And he says, we don't have one of your guitars here. The Backline Company, which is the company that provides the equipment and the sound for these events. He goes, I asked for a nylon string. I asked for one of yours and they brought me another brand. And he goes, I feel really bad because you know this is gonna be a, a huge televised thing on NBC radio, uh, uh, TV. So I said, don't worry about it, man. Um, that's fine. It's like, but thanks for letting me know. Because obviously he, he knows I was going to watch and then I'd be disappointed. It's like, man, I support this guy. And, but that night I laughed because what he had done on the nylon string, because it wasn't one of ours, he had put a piece of tape on the logo of the other company, you know? And, and he said, watch, you're going to see what I'm going to do. So, so that was really cool. And this guy's been my buddy for 20 years. Um, he's the nicest guy, a family man, a real hardworking musician. Um, and those are the types of things. And, and, and some, the reason I mentioned that story is, is, is not about dropping names or anything. It's about um, the honesty and it's about the uh, communication. Um, and that's what you should do. You should communicate. A lot of artists that we deal with, uh, they'll send us pictures, new stuff, their tour dates, and we put them up on the website or on our Instagram and all that stuff. Why? Because they make it easy for us to help them. There's some artists that say, hey, how come you don't post my stuff? Well, well, you didn't send me any stuff. So your job is to use the product, uh, make it easy for the company to, to use your, your, you know, your content, 
and communicate with them. If you know, if something happens where like, hey man, um, I'm gonna be in New York in two weeks. Um, can you, do you know of somebody that can help me out with this? A lot of times it's so easy. Or if you're on tour uh, with your band and say, hey, um, I'll be in Wisconsin on Wednesday and Thursday, but our gig is only Friday. Uh, I noticed there's a music store here that carries your brand. Um, you want me to go in and you know talk to them, say hi? That's happened a lot to us where we'll get a call from the music store and say, hey man, guess who just walked in? Uh, Derek Graham from uh, Honeymoon Suite. And he says that you guys are building a signature guitar for him. That's amazing. And just that kind of excitement, but communication is key, right? Um, so here we are. Uh, let me see what time we're at, 2.30. Oh, I guess I talk a lot and I talk fast, but I hope you got something out of it. And if you have any questions, um, I'm here. So um, feel free to um, ask away. Thank you so much, Mario. So if you have any questions, let us know. Now's the time. You can put them in, in the Q&A and uh, we'll go ahead and answer them. So, so Alessia, you'll let me know since I, I've got my presentation thing yeah, up. Yeah, thank you. Can you move on to the next slide, please? Perfect. Questions. Questions. Go. go ahead. Let us know if you have any specific questions. I actually have one for you, Mario. Yes. Um, what's it looking like right now since um, a lot of the tours are canceled because of COVID? Has the kind of criteria for endorsements changed? What are companies looking out for right now? Uh, I could tell you what we're doing is we're doing a lot of, uh, you know, uh, for sure presentations like this, you know, uh, there, there's we're doing a lot of R&D now, you know, so there's a lot of samples being sent out to some artists that we work with uh, to get their feedback, some, some beta testing. Um, but there's a lot of also content being created from our artists so that we can share, you know, videos, tutorials, um, lessons. Amazing. Um, yeah. So we're involved with a company called Truefire, for example, and they do, they're the biggest company for uh, online lessons. So a lot of our artists, um, so I'm, I'm recommending our artists to this company and they're creating a lot of like online lessons, but they're using our guitars. So because of that, we're getting some exposure that way. Amazing. The most important thing I've been on the phone with a lot of artists right now is now's our time to support them, you know, because they're going through uh, harder times, you know, they're not playing. Um, we try to share any event they're having, uh, whether it's small, uh, whatever we can do to help. Um, sometimes it's, uh, there's somebody going on the road right now um, doing a um, radio tour. So they're just in radio stations. So we're providing some guitars and giving them a guitar for a contest Great. so that we can, you know, add some value to their tour and hopefully give them some more exposure that way. Amazing. And we have a question here. Is having a website a must or deal breaker? Um, I think some sense of online presence, it doesn't necessarily have to be a website, mm -hmm. but you need to have like at least, you know, like some Instagram or like Facebook page or something. I prefer when they have an up-to-date website. Uh, I just feel that they're controlling their own destiny and mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of something maybe a little bit more static, but I can go in and, and really, um, I think you need a website. I think you need a website because it's kind of like almost like a little bit of a resume and I can go and dig a little deeper, learn about the artist. And the website's always like a, an extension of your personality a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I kind of feel that it's important, but of course, uh, you know, but we've also like uh, worked with artists that just have like, you know, like obviously if you got, you know, 300,000 followers on Instagram, I don't really care if you have a website or not, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I, I do feel that it's 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 like the foundation so okay. you could put you could put the company you're working for its logo on there you could you they could see your professional business card as you will you know yeah great thank you and another question a lot of companies have frozen their artist recruitment programs is it still worth sending in applications for endorsements i think it is because 
especially if you're truthful and you really genuinely um, want to work with that company, it is because that stuff will come through. Um, you have to ask yourself why you want to, to work with this company. Uh, is it for free gear? Not all endorsements uh, have will give you free gear. Sometimes we'll get a better price, mm -hmm. you know, um, for gear. Um, sometimes, uh, for example, if you're a producer and you're using certain plugins or something like that, a lot of these guys that I speak with, uh, what they do is they like the easy access to tech support, for example. So I would say, say it's absolutely um, crucial, even more important now that you reach out. Because if you can help them widen their audience now, imagine when things go back to normal, you'll be that much ahead. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, more questions here. So generally, how long until a brand decides to endorse an artist? Would a brand be proactive in endorsing an artist slash influence? I know the artist must be proactive. Just wondering if it's the other way around as well, when the artist constantly, constantly tags the uh, brand on stories and posts. Yeah, we've, uh, we've done stuff where we've, for example, uh, something as simple as a great performance that doesn't have a lot of video, a lot of views. And then we keep an eye on that. And then we start a relationship and maybe we just have a deal where, um, he's a Godin in my case, um, um, guitar He's a user, you know, and, um, to answer the question, it's, he was talking about how long it's, it's, it's more about, it does happen the other way around where we go search for somebody. If, if the content is good, if it's quality, if it's genuine, um, uh, we reach out because, and if, like you said before, when you tag the company, uh, mm -hmm. we, we've, we've shared a lot of videos and a lot of posts from people who uh, later on ended up endorsing our product and we ended up sponsoring them. Or um, there's this one um, girl called Aubrey from California. I met her at a uh, seminar at a recording studio and she sent me some of her songs and they were really, really good. And she ended up playing at our NAMM show, right? So that took a year and a half to have happen because she just kept sending me stuff and sending me stuff and sending me stuff. And she was just so cool and genuine and easy to work with. So that took about a year and a half. And um, the relationship just goes from there. So I hope I'm answering the question. If I'm not, please yeah, let me know. Yeah, I know that's, that's great. That's really great. So hard work from uh, the artist to uh, be noticed, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And and she was good. And a lot of times it's um, everybody, everybody's there to help along the way. It's a really tight knit community. You know, it's uh, the music industry is very, very small, you know, even though it seems huge, it's very, yes, very small. It is small. <laughs> yeah. So um, if, if you're doing your thing and you're consistent, I think consistency is, is the number one thing you need to be consistent. They, they will notice you and We've had a lot of people at the NAMM show that we, we were recommended from, or there was even um, a couple of people from um, America's Got Talent and the X Factor that just so happened to be using our guitars. And then we got in touch with them later. So a good example of that is uh, Casey James. He was on American Idol. He's a great blues uh, singer, he's a great singer. And he was using one of our guitars. We got in touch. Um, so that worked out. James Blunt. James Blunt was uh, talking about one of our guitars on a magazine, and we uh, reached out. We made him a custom guitar. So that's on the higher, you know, spectrum. But also on the smaller level, um, we've had um, artists approach us that are doing um, incredible things with the guitars, cool videos, or sometimes uh, they ask for product placement because uh, they're working on a film an independent movie and he needed a guitar for the scene and we traded a guitar for the exposure in an independent film so it all matters it all matters you know great thank you so much uh side comment john vartos says mario is a great person to communicate with i love his energy thank you mario and team godin you guys are top notch ah uh, john shout out <laughs> he's he's um you see there's a perfect example that John, John, first of all, is a world-class nylon string player, great songwriter. And 
he he was in a tough predicament. This is good for you guys to check out, and I'm glad. Hi, John. How's it going? So we had a couple of different artist relations guys that were working with John, but I was never working with John. And then um, one of our artist relations guys um, uh, wasn't working for us anymore, and this John, poor guy, had to start all over, right? Because now it's like, oh, man, who do I contact now? And we met at the NAMM show. He was super genuine, super cool. And this is why communication is so important, because he kind of had to give me the backstory and say, uh, I used to work with this guy at your company. Uh, I do this, this, this. And he had to kind of repitch. The whole but he was such a talent, so obvious, a great songwriter. Um, he plays to millions of people. Uh, he's broadcast his music all over the world, um, has done some of the biggest concerts in the world. But I had no idea because we had a different person at the time. Um, so a lot of times, again, like we talk about communication, it's so, so important, right? And um, so that, that's, that's, it's all about communicating. If you've got a, a, a new video out, if you've got a tour, um, John just sent me a new video that he, he launched and the other guys in the video are using our instruments. If there was, you know what I mean? So it, it made it so, he made it so easy for us to work with him. And that's what um, all you guys listening should, should try to do. Make it easy for people to work with you. You know, I, mean, I don't know if that makes sense, but I think it does. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, another comment by Tom, he says, Godan is a great company, very supportive of their artists. We were out on the road when disaster happened and our van burned. They sent us a guitar right away so we could finish the tour. Oh, cool. Is that the, are those the guys from the, the Damn Truth? Come we did that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you know what? That's amazing. Thank you for the, the kind words. And, uh, you know, I think it's just treat people the way you want to be treated. Um, I was on the road with my band for for years, like literally going out on the road three, four months at a time, coming back for a month, going back. So I, I genuinely know what that feels like. I know what it is to be in a, in a, in a van for 12 hours to set up, do the sound check, and then your cable doesn't work. And you're thanking God you have an extra cable or your guitar gets ripped off, which happened to us and the local music, you know, so you need to support these bands and, and, uh, I love supporting independent bands. I support it. See, because the way I see it is the big bands could afford to buy their own instruments. So I'm always yeah. the guy getting in trouble for saying, I'm just going to keep that band. <laughs> They're going on tour. They're killer. I want to support them. So uh, communication and consistency. Amazing. He says you rock. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. So do you. Uh, David Viotti also says, thanks again for the awesome webinar. Uh, Robert Godin is one of the nicest guys I've ever met, and I know those guitars are top quality. I think it's best time I pick one up. <laughs> there you go. It's about time he picks one up. Yep. Yeah, you go pick one up along and McQuaid. They got all our guitars right there. But you know, <laughs> you know, you know, it's it's very interesting because I've literally met some lifelong friends in this industry, and it doesn't matter if you've got 15 Grammys and and you know so or you know you're just starting out. The, the thing that 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 reunites us is or that we have in common is music it's amazing it's um and the people are all super super nice i could i, I off the top of my head i can't think of anybody that that was like oh that guy it's such a, a great community and the, the good thing about music is that it's it's not a competition it's um it's art right so it, it's not like a sport where so it's it's everybody tends to help each other out. Uh, that's what I've noticed, you know. And if you're genuine, one one piece of advice I can give you is hang around with the people that you like to hang around with. Because when you chase somebody for the wrong reasons, you will chase them away. And I've had this experience where I used to chase A and R guys with my demos and this, and I would just chase them away. And when I stopped worrying about that, or when I just said, let me be the best musician I can be, release my own music, do it, they ended up saying, hey, man, how come you didn't send me your latest demo? Hey, I liked it. So just do your thing and not worry about it. Have your website. Be consistent. If you love, I don't know, orange amplifiers or Marshall amps, uh, 
Make sure that your website represents what you love and your personality um, because that's what you want. You want it to be genuine, you know? Go to clinics. When, when there's a clinic for, uh, I don't know, Tama Drums and you're a drummer, go to the clinic, talk to the rep, see how you can help. See what you, you know, you'd be surprised how cool and approachable these guys are. Great. Um, Stefano Vani wants to know, how would you go about getting a job at Godan as an artist relationship guy? Ah, very cool. Um, it's very easy. It definitely, you know, you can uh, shoot me an email, stuff like that. I know that at the moment, you know, especially with what's going on, uh, where we've got a guy here in Montreal, we have a guy in LA and uh, we have a guy in Nashville, but you never know because, you know, things change, people change and stuff like that. So I would say, um, is, is just a reminder, you know, if, let's say you, you, you want to work for a keyboard company or a guitar company, just shoot them an email from time to time, stay in touch. If you know, they're going to be at a local show, go see them. If you know, um, make sure they know what you're up to. Uh, I've had people who have, the person we have in Nashville was just a, a guy who kept recommending us artists. And eventually I said, hey, can you want to help us out in Nashville? You know? And so if you start up a relationship, that's just the best way and things happen naturally, you know? Yeah, that's a great point. And also attending, uh, there's a lot of virtual events going on right now. There's a lot of webinars and clinics happening online. So it's very important to remain up to date with everything that's going on and uh, attend these virtual events. So, I agree. Uh, great opportunities to network and also continue staying up to date with uh, everything. Exactly. Um, uh, Guden is also known for, is known for guitars, but apparently your basses are also really great too. Another comment. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I play my Godin Shifter Classic 5 on the road and love it. This is, oh, that's uh, very dark. cool. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, man. I, I invited a, a bunch of uh, people off my contact list. So if there are a bunch of Godin guys, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? I wasn't trying to like plant seeds or anything. But, but <laughs> amazing, you see that? amazing. That's great. Yeah, yeah. That's really funny. Uh, all right, so if you have any other questions, we'll um, again put them in the chat. In the meantime, we'll go to our last slide for the day. Uh, we have more workshops coming up. We're in the process of planning our 2021 workshops. Uh, you can subscribe for updates at syncopatednoise.org slash workshops, and you'll get an email anytime we have an upcoming event. Um, and then you can follow our social medias at so Syncopated Noise on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn for the professional networkers. Uh, we've also posted links to, uh, for Mario as well, whose Instagram will be also in the chat. And we're nonprofit organizations. We do these events, like I said, uh, for free. We have um, the, the reason why we're able to do this is thanks to our organizations that are funding us, like Factor and donations. So your donations are also what allow us to uh, fund these events. And uh, Long McQuaid support, of course, when we're able to do our uh, physical events, they are, uh, they're there to support us. The whole team has been very, very supportive of our events over the years. And our next workshop is going to be on December 5th. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, I believe we have another question from Franz. Uh, thanks for the seminar. My question is, being an artist doing guitar playing and singing and recording my songs, I plan to go on tour. Having a studio and teaching some instruments too on the side, do I promote all the gear I use in all those areas in the same time frame, or do I, do I promote each gear for a specific or for a uh, specific given moment? It's very personal. I've seen uh, artists in their studios doing uh, really amazing videos, um, and at the bottom they'll put, let's say, three or four different brands that they're promoting. I prefer when what they do is they focus on one brand, but then there's kind of a halo effect. So for example, if they're a keyboard player, so they'll see the keyboard more prominently, but then you'll see maybe he's using, you know, KRK studio monitors, you know, and maybe he's using, um, you know, a certain kind of mic, uh, but it's focused me on, on one of their instruments. And then maybe later on, there's a video on uh, reviewing the speakers or talking about why he likes those speakers. What is genuine, it doesn't really matter. I think it's a matter of, of preference. I prefer when it's like they focus on one. And I was watching, I'll give you an example. I was watching a video from, um, for a guitar. It was another guitar. And I think it was Pete Torn. And he was playing this killer guitar. 
but I zoned in on this pedal that I always wanted and I saw it in the back. So that kind of like, I was there for one thing, but I, I caught another and I felt like he wasn't pushing me too hard. He was just doing what he did. So it didn't feel like a hard sell. So I guess what I'm saying is don't make it a hard sell, make it genuine. And I would focus on one and have some, some products that you truly use around it. When you're teaching, it's the same thing. If, um, you know, those are all uh, moments that you can be influencing somebody, you know, and guiding. What you want to essentially do is guide them in the right direction. So you got to feel it out. Amazing. Yeah. And one last question for you. I know since you're an artist as well, how do you juggle being, you know, on the on the sales side of Godin and dealing with all, you know, Godin related work, but then also juggling your music career and then switching on to like, oh, I'm an artist too mode. What yeah. are some of the because I know some people that are in the music industry, they're both musicians and they're also working in the music industry. Yeah. So how do you go about uh, tackling that? It's, 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 it's not hard. It's just that you, you know, first, you know, it's, um, you need to make time for it. You know, you need to make time for your music. So I try to keep it separate, but I feel lucky because a lot of the stuff that I use at my, in my day job is stuff that I learned because of my musical past whether it was signing to a record deal or having a video on uh, much music or dealing with agents and managers, um, marketing our own band, all that kind of stuff that we did is the same thing, regardless of what the product is, you know? Uh, so I learned a lot. Um, sometimes, so I would say that sometimes I really try to keep it separate. So for example, um, when I'm doing clinics for my day job, I don't try to promote myself as, hey, here's my songs. and. I just keep it separate. And quite frankly, it's a slow process for me. So for example, I have like hundreds of songs and it takes me forever to finish them strictly because, you know, I'm on the road for work. I'm doing stuff like that. Um, so how do I juggle it? I'm not sure. I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, but I'll get these, um, these two, three months of, of a surge of energy where I'll just kind of do a whole bunch of stuff and then kind of like you know, you burn out a little bit and you keep going, you know? So I don't know if that's answering your question, but I guess I'll do it at night. Yeah, you know? it does. That's great. Yeah, yeah. That's something that I struggle with running syncopated noise and being a musician too. So that's, that's, that's great. You know, I think there's a lot of musicians that are in our position that have, you know, obviously juggling their day jobs, whether in the music industry or not. And then also yeah. working on the music side, because it does take so much obviously of uh, their work. So it's really great to see somebody that's, you know, actually really doing it and being able to manage that. <laughs> yeah, I tried. It's very hard. But um, what I started to do is um, to say whatever I can do to go forward, even if it's like one lyric in one song, it's I'm that much closer to the end result, you know? So because I used to say, oh, I don't have four hours tonight. It's already 10 o'clock, so I won't do anything. Now I'll come down to my, my studio, even if it's for 20 minutes. I'll, if it's like, I'll get three steps ahead, it's better than nothing, you know? So I look at it that way where it might take me longer, um, but at least, at least I'm moving forward. Amazing. Thank you so much, Mario. Thanks everybody who's been uh, attending our workshop today. Um, stay up to date, uh, subscribe to our website. Thanks again to Long McQuaid and Factor Canada and uh, everyone who took time out of the day today to learn about the music business and endorsements. So stay tuned for more events and thanks everybody and have a great day. Thank you. Thanks for Thank having you. me. Thank great you so day. much. Take care guys. Bye-bye.